of Fan Holes, Big in Japan. I'm Justin. I'll be your host this evening. Joining me tonight are two of my fellow Saiyan warriors. Why don't you guys go ahead and introduce yourselves? Hey, what's up, native of the planet Earth? This is Derek, Derek WC. Hey, it's Michael. That Bardock is such a dashing rogue. <laughs> and as you can tell from that, we will be discussing something Dragon Ball Z related. On this episode, we are discussing... Dragon Ball Z Bardock, the father of Goku, or as the Japanese title is, uh, a final solitary battle. The father of Z-Warrior, Son Goku, who challenged Frieza. Lord Frieza, the reports are saying that Kanasa has been seized. Thank you, Zabon, that's very good to hear. <laughs> ah, sorry about that, I had something in my throat. Continue, Zabon. The reports say that it was overtaken by a group of low-level Saiyans led by Bardock. Yeah, that Bardock's a pretty cool guy. He conquers planets and doesn't afraid of anything. Hmm, doesn't afraid of anything indeed. This was released in Japan on October 17th, 1990 as a TV special. It received an English dub from Funimation and was released January 31st, 2001. And it premiered on Toonami on September the 5th of 2003. Bardock, father of Goku, tells the story of Bardock, father of Goku. He died the end. So this is kind of uh, Mike's baby, like he requested this. So uh, I'm going to turn it over to you, Mike. Well, yeah, like I, I actually never saw this until like it came, like Funimation put it out on DVD. Like I never got a chance to see like asswipe fan subs of this, but... Um, like I had always like it had always been kind of talked up like on, uh, you know, the Internet as like one of the better movies. And, you know, I, I had seen the brief flashback to it, like in the actual series where they took the footage from the movie and in the dub hilariously uh, mistranslated and misinterpreted it, as we discussed earlier before we started recording. But, um, yeah, like and then once I saw it like in Japanese and I was like, man, that was really super good. And like. You know, I would consider it my favorite, you know, movie slash special of like from Dragon Ball. Like, I think it's really good. You know, I, I think um, it I, I consider it canon. Like, I don't think it is canon anymore after like Broly. But, you know, whatever. Like, I, I would rather take this version of events over, you know, the Dragon Ball minus like slash Super Broly version of events. So. Yeah, like yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm very fond of this movie. Yeah, I think we kind of skirted around that when we discussed the Broly movie. You know, we kind of talked about how it, 
how that movie used some of that uh, Dragon Ball minus stuff and how it kind of seems to override this special. And I'm kind of like you. I kind of, even though it's been 15 years or more since I saw this, I think I prefer this over the minus and Dragon Ball super brilly stuff. I did see the asswipe fan sub of this first. So part of this makes me think it, it fits with my theory, but it doesn't really fit with my theory because it sounds like Mike watched the Funimation dub first and then watched the Japanese version and he likes the Japanese version better. And usually no, no, Mike no. I, I, I I saw the Japanese version. I just bought oh. like the D V D like and I watched oh, it in Japanese okay. like oh, first. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So well, it still fits maybe, then, right? maybe maybe mine will back you up, Derek, because I saw the dub first. Like Okay. Okay. I want to say I bought this on DVD at like a secondhand store for like three or four bucks. And because it was so cheap, I was like, oh, this must not be very good. And then I got home and watched it and I was like, oh, that was pretty good. And I don't think I'd ever really watched the Japanese version until, you know, when Mike requested we do this, he was like, oh, I'll be sure to watch the Japanese version. And I was like, okay, that sounds great because I've never seen this sub before. Oh, really? Okay. Mm, yeah. Wow. Okay. Because like, like that, like, even even with the stupid asswipe translation, like this was still pretty awesome. Like I I you know oddly like I I kind of associate this with like the Phantom Menace, and I know that's really weird, but it's like it's like I I remember the Phantom Menace influencing me when that came out a bit, and then I remember seeing this film as an asswipe fan sub, and like. I hadn't really been doing like my own comic book type stuff in a long time, but like I still, you know, I would still draw and I had my little, you know, art portfolio book and I would do sketches and things like that. And I, I think for some reason, the combination of like, you know, knowing that a young Anakin would turn into Darth Vader and seeing Vegeta in this, like the kid Vegeta in this, like both those things really, I think, inspired me and i i made this weird backstory where like my my lead heroic character who was midstar like you know had a son but i made the son like basically grow up to be like the most evil vile villain there like ever was in the universe and then because of all this like i was trying to draw like i think his adult version he looked like i don't know kind of like imagine like dark side's head but like with Johnny Storm's flame on like chest and then he had kind of like I don't know like gambit leggings or something like that like that's what he looked like or whatever basically but like like that it, it was supposed to be kind of this old you know crusty you know uh, stone faced kind of villain but I made like a little kid version of that villain because of that you know and I, I think I was actually going to name him Hell and just have the story be called like Raising Hell or something stupid like literally like you're raising Hell but anyway just stuff I was doing but for some reason I, I guess that's why I associate it with all that because those sequences like man I mean you know like I know you kind of said okay it's about Bardock and Bardock dies and that's the end but it's like and and the Japanese version of this, like, I fucking love the end, like, this end beat with Vegeta, like, the kid Vegeta, like, that Japanese version of that is just so, I, I don't know, it's just so chilling and on point, and, like, I, I 
I like it so much because he he's 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 been training this whole time and fighting Cybermen, and then you know he wants to basically get promoted. You know, like he wants to go instead of train and just fight Cybermen, he wants to go out and conquer planets like all his other fellow Saiyans have been doing. And so he does go out and do this, and that's why he's quote unquote spared when you know, planet Vegeta is destroyed by Frieza. And then they cut back to him and there's like a call basically. And I think the funny part is I think in, in the, in the Japanese version, I think it's actually Nappa that calls him. Right. And it's like, Hey, we're the only two left, bro. And and this is it. Right. And, and, and Vegeta's response is just kind of like, Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Whatever, bro. And and then they cut back and you see like this legion of dead bodies around them. And it's just like and, and, and the imagery of like a little kid having done that, I think, is what stuck with me the longest. And that's why I think in some weird way, I think that's why I do associate it with Phantom Menace and why the prequel trilogy was so crushingly disappointing, because I never had like Jake Lloyd surrounded by a litter of sand people. You know what I mean? And like that would have been cool maybe i don't know but you know it 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 was kind of like one of those things where i was like i was like this is i you know i don't know man this that like that moment for me was was very you know uh it made a strong impact on me and 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 it was due to i think specifically the japanese version i think unfortunately and and we have kind of chuckled about this or whatever but i mean if if you watch for me if you watch the funimation dub of this and especially in that sequence it almost destroys perfection like in a weird way for me like that that sequence does not play the same way it doesn't have the same impact and it doesn't quite work as well for me and and i you know that's unfortunate and normally like i'm the biggest cheerleader of of dubs you know like i you know, I, I was saying on here, you know, before I love I love the Shinshan filmation dub and everything. And the thing that cracks me up about this is like all of Frieza's henchmen, like they all sound like they should be on fucking Shinshan, you know, and it's like I, I don't know what it is, but like the 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 wacky kind of goofy factor is like turned up to 11 with like all the supporting cast in this because probably they had, you know your eight or nine guys that were doing all the voices and they went, Oh, we got to sound different for all these day players. So you had all these guys trying to do wacky ass stuff where they're like, Hey there, hey there, Bardock, what's going on, buddy? You know? And then you're just like, all right, like you sound different, but you also sound incredibly fucking stupid too. So I don't know. But, um, you know, this special I think is, is a lot of fun. I, I, I remember at some point, I mean, you know, I know I know now I guess it's not considered canon, but I, I feel like this is one of those rare, you know, movies slash OVAs where the you know, Akira Toriyama at least took notice of it, right? Like like it, he he at least incorporated Bardock enough that that he's part of the whole minus and all he, this other shit you're talking about right it's this special is one of the few things that toriyama like made explicitly like canon to the manga he was mm-hmm. writing which is like a rare kind of a rare thing yeah for him. yeah because um i think after like he had seen it like produced like a few weeks later i think in the manga where frieza and goku like start having their like you know big fight like Frieza has a flashback and he's like, why does this saying look so familiar? 
And then, like, it's a flashback of, like, Bardock, like, in space, you know, in front of all those guys. And mm-hmm. he and Frieza's like, oh, like, this guy must be related to that guy. Like, so, it's like, yeah. Ooh. So, yeah, exactly. So, it's 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 high praise from Toriyama, yeah. which is yeah, that, that, I mean, even, yeah. which makes it even more mystifying that he, you know, retconned it, like, 30 years later or whatever. Yeah, but. yeah, yeah. Freezer. Bardock is approaching from the planet. Names of Freezer soldiers. It's raining men. Hallelujah. Well, like I said, uh, it had been at least 15 years since I watched this. So I was sitting down and watching this, and I was like, okay, wait, how does Bardock talk all these Saiyans into, like, revolting against Freezer? Because that was the memory I had. And then, you know, he goes into like the cafeteria or whatever, and they just laugh at him. And he, you know, he kind of leaves disgusted. And I was like, well, wait, what, what's that? I remembered. Cause like, I remember, you know, I just had that memory of like Bardock standing in front of all these guys, making some big speech about how Frieza's a duty head. And I was like, Oh, those are Frieza's guys. And he just killed them. And I was like, well, where did that come from? And, you know, Derek kind of explained that I kind of, I guess conflated the dub stuff. Yeah, but I mean, that's not your fault. Like, I I remember having that sequence of events even back in whatever, 1999, 2000, like whenever I first watched it, because we we were getting into Dragon Ball because it was on Cartoon Network, so we were watching the Namek saga on, on, uh, Toonami or Cartoon Network or whatever. Right. And, 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 you know, it, it's the same thing as the ocean dub saying, you know, that, uh, Bardock was some kind of Jor-El scientist who invented the yeah. gun that, that ter- made them go Uzaru or whatever the fuck. And then, and then when you finally see the Bardock special, you're like, this dude was Jor-El? Like, no, that, that couldn't possibly be true. Right. And, and then, you know, it's the same thing because the, the, the dub, like, there's a flashback during the Namek saga to the end or the climax of this special. And the way they presented it with the dubbing made everyone who watched it, I mean, if you had no context, if you had never seen the original Japanese language version or the Bardock special, you were under the impression, like, I, I forget the exact phrasing, but, you know, it was like, I don't know, Sean Schemmel or whoever it was, was voicing Bardock and going, come on, guys, like, let's all fucking team up against Frieza, you know, or whatever the fuck he was saying. And and then you, you know, you, you basically you, you were under the impression that all those men that were right behind Bardock were, were part of some, you know, revolution against Frieza. Like they were all rising up against him. And then, and then when you finally sit down and watch the, well, at least for, in our case, we finally sat down and watched this ass wipe VHS tape bootleg. And we went, what? Like that, that wasn't a team up. Like he had to fight, his way through all those guys just to get to Frieza's ship. So it's like those guys weren't teamed up with him. Like they were, they, they were Frieza's men. They weren't even Saiyans, you know, like, and, and, and then the, 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 the sad part is, and I, I feel like this is uh, pretty relevant today more than anything. The, the sad part is when, when Bardock comes to warn them all, I guess this is something he has in common with Jarell. but when he comes to warn them all, he's all, Hey, Frieza's going to blow up the planet. They all laugh at him. You know, they all kind of go, Oh, you're crazy. Lord Frieza is not going to blow up planet Vegeta. And, and, he's like, well, you're all a bunch of fools, you know, 
and 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 goes and flies off to to try to fight him himself and it's it's so you know well i guess you know the the dub is so different you know like the the all the dialogue that's added and the well, the, the the attempt to make bardock like some kind of like heroic figure or something i don't know it's interesting something something else i remember and you can correct me if i'm remembering correctly or wrongly but when bardock gets hit by frieza's death ball doesn't he have like a bunch of dialogue where he's like my son lives and will defeat you frieza yeah. or yeah. something okay well yeah. none of that was in the the japanese uh yeah subtitle version that I watched. yeah yeah none, none of that is there like there's there's so well you know you know what's interesting is th- th- this is that this is that thing that we or at least i like to frequently bring up when you watch stuff from japan you know like like their their structure uh, and how they make films and and certain i guess rules of thumb that would be anathema to a Hollywood film or a U.S. production are, are not true for Japan. I mean, you have you have moments of of long silence, and mm-hmm. and and that's mm-hmm. that's the whole point. It's like you can have moments where it's it the room is completely quiet, and all you hear is the tap 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 of you know I don't know Vegeta and Nappa walking along, or, or Vegeta crunching on a you know, whatever the hell he's eating at the end of the, 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 the special, you know, and things like that, where it doesn't have to, you know, and, and the point is because it's such dead silence and then, and then there's such Vegeta is so laissez faire about receiving news that his entire planet and all his people are pretty much extinct. Right. Like on top of that, then, then they cut back to, the, the pan of of all these people that he's callously exterminated and then they drop the musical cue the musical sting where it's like the the you know and 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 then that's perfect you know whereas I think in in the dub a lot of the times it's like all those moments of silence like they have to either invent some stupid ass fucking you know Star Trek kind of swish noise or something to to fill the gap because to I, I think to a lot of US producers, like shit like that is an anathema. Like like let's put in some music. Let's put in some or some something in there because they, they feel like that's that's yeah. like a death nail for, for, I, for the pace of something, I think. You know? Yeah, I, I, I see that happen in some of the like the older Dragon Ball Z movie doves where where you watch the sub and you're like, okay, this is kind of a quiet scene where they're just kind of like, maybe they're just like floating in the air looking for cooler or something. But then when you watch the dub, it's like the Larrys go, hey, Larry, why don't we put in, you know, it's really quiet here. Why don't we put in like disturbed? And so like, instead of like a nice quiet scene where it's tense and they're looking for cooler or whatever, it's like all of a sudden it's like, oh, wah, coming down with the sickness. And you're just like, what is this crap? Get this the hell out of here. you. All, all like man like all those like movie dubs like after like funimation di- started doing them in-house they're all these like awful house bands or like you know discount like heavy metal bands and stuff like get songs i mean, I mean to be fair that's that's the fault of the internet though i think because like music videos because uh... back when i was watching like you know, ass wipe fan subs. The other way you were able to to see Dragon Ball footage that you hadn't seen is, and it didn't take you know because it was only like usually a minute or two of a music video. So as opposed to taking like you know I don't know 
24 hours to download 22 minutes of, of beast yeah. machines or whatever. It took you maybe like, you know, five hours to download a two minute music video. And usually the, the atypical bands that, the, you know, the, the AMVs that people would make, you know, it'd be, it'd be Lincoln Slipknot Park. and Linkin Park Three and Metallica, you know, yeah. like all these kind of bands. So it's like, it's like they couldn't afford those bands, but yeah, that's, that's what Mike said, like, Oh, a house band. And it's like, well, you know what? That's, I'm all that. That's, that's, your guys' fault, Dragon Ball fans. <laughs> like you guys, you this that's your fault. You know, like I, like, I remember my brother bought uh, movie five. I think it was actually since I referenced it, and we were excited. I mean, like I had a bootleg of the you know an swipe sub that I bought at a flea market or something. But he was excited because this was like you know the really for reals official thing with like mm-hmm. the English voice cast. So we were excited to sit this. We were excited to sit down and watch this. So we put it down, and, you know, like I said, there's all this, like, Disturbed and all this other, like, you know, yard sale metal stuff. When we're just like, P.U., like, what is this shit? This is ruining it at first. I also, like, in their quest to, like, make people, like, sound different and whatever. Like, I love how in movie five, like, uh, you know, Cooler's, like, main henchman, Sousa. Like, they gave him, like, this ridiculous, like, French accent. Yes, that's He's terrible. like, Mr. Cooler! Sacre <laughs> bleu! Ah, oh, the, the space Frenchman, the yes. space French. <laughs> <laughs> this is Freeze's brother, you imbecile. Wake up! This is Lord Cooler, the most illustrious fighter in the universe. Soon you will be at his mercy. You know, the space French from... Uh, space E Earth or whatever. You know? <laughs> See, that's a perfect example of the dumb being fucked. Like in the in the Japanese thing, it's just like, oh, where's it going? Oh, I don't know, some planet called Earth. I never heard of it. Okay, and that's the Japanese language version. In the in the the filmation dub, it's like, where is it going? Ha-ha, I don't know, some planet called E Earth. <laughs> well, good luck, kid. Enjoy E Earth. You know, and I'm just like. What? And then and, pl- and then playing over that is like the yard sale Metallica going, <laughs> where's your crown king? Nothing. And you're like, what? Hey, you, what? <laughs> you know, yeah. Like, like... I, I know you have like a little bit of nostalgic fondness for like that early like Funimation in-house dubbing. But man, like I couldn't stand that stuff. Like that like was so painful for me, like watching that in the early aughts. Like uh-huh. on Cartoon Network, but like I had to do it. Like I had to watch it because like a like my VHSs that I still had left were in like shitty condition, and you know like at least like all the the video was like cleaned up in the dub. So I was like, yeah. oh well, I want to see the animation at least. But well, you know, since we're talking about music, like one thing I really love about the Japanese stuff is the music, and especially mm. like the music from like the you know. From Red showing up to like the end of the Frieza saga, like man, the music is so good. I mean, it's good throughout all of Dragon Ball Z, but that that Dragon Ball Z Japanese music, like that can't be beat. I mean, that stuff, that's mm-hmm. great. And, then, and, then, and like yeah. I was watching, and when I was watching this, I was like, man, I'm, I I know I'm I keep bragging on this, but like man, that Japanese music beats the shit out of that yard sale metal stuff. That's just man. well, that that. Frieza theme, you know, yeah, that that, yeah. that, that, that kind of ominous, you know, the you know, and that that plays when Vegeta comes in the room and everything. And I feel like sometimes, like they, 
the, the, I, you know, I, I don't know what it is, but the, 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 some of those decisions baffle me. Like, I could understand, like, I get that they're, you know, we talk about it, but we get that there's Larry's in the room and it's like, oh, you can't have silence. Like, okay, fine. But, like, the stuff that, like, baffles me is, like, wh- why, you know, like, like wh- why, you know, I could understand maybe the flashback in the middle of the Namek saga going, oh, that's too confusing to explain in a flashback that those other guys aren't with them. So we're just going to say they're with them. But like in this special, it's like, is it just me? Like, I feel like even when Vegeta comes in to see Frieza off like that, that doesn't because I mean, they make it seem like Vegeta's just a bored kid and he's like, I need something more important to do. Like, I'm totally bored and my game gear ran out of batteries or whatever. You know, and it's like <laughs> it's not like super important. And he and he's like, I'm just gonna barge in there and tell Frieza like this game gear shit is bullshit and I wanna blow up a planet. I and then can't and then play Echo the Dolphin anymore. <laughs> you know? It's just like it's like that that's what it seems uh... like. And and when you watch the Japanese version, to me it's almost like Dude, he's already assigned a fucking planet. He's just going in there to pay his respects, and they're giving him shit. Like, you're not supposed to be in here, kid. And he's like, I'm just here to to see off Lord Frieza. And and that's why Frieza's like, it's fine, it's fine. Let him let him in. Like, let him say his piece, and then and then I'll let him go on his way. He's he's showing me the proper respect. Whereas I think in the other one, it's almost like they try to paint him as like somebody kicking the door down, going, all right. Give me a fucking planet, you know? And it's like, that's that's not the context of the scene. The context of the scene is actually him being subservient, not not yeah. bossing them around. You know, it's like it almost this, it's almost a complete 180 from the it's like this underlying like tension between him and Frieza yeah. that you don't really pick up on. And when everyone's blathering like stupid dialogue and overacting. Yeah, basically, yeah, so. yeah. No, like speaking of Frieza, like no one, I like, and you kind of forget about it because, like, nowadays, you know, it's like, you know, me and Justin have talked about this, and you've seen Super Broly, Derek. So, yeah, like, yeah. Frieza's like, you know, a staple of Dragon Ball, and like, you know, he's kind of almost like one of the gang, like, now. But, like, back, like, when this first aired, and like in this special, like, you kind of forget, like, how, like, ominous and, like, like, you know, unknowable Frieza was, I guess. What like yeah. like, you know, why is everyone so fucking scared of this, like, you know, little guy who floats around in this little bubble chair? And like I love the bit where um like Frieza sees Bardock like plowing through his men and he's like, Zarbon, like open the upper hatch and Zarbon kinda like gets it and he's like, But what about our men? And like Frieza doesn't say anything. He just unfolds his arms and Zarbon's like, Right away, sir. Like, you know <laughs> Right, like, right. Yeah, like, that, like you fucking know he's like Zarbon wouldn't react like that if Frieza wasn't like, you know, the most powerful thing in the universe. So like I I love like, you know, how menacing he is in this. Well, even even the notion like all those guys like that, that are like they all stop beating on Bardock and they're like, oh, fuck, he just came out of the fucking shit. You know, yeah. like like it's it's not. And, and you know, it's like, you know, and, and of course, you know, we, you know, 
it's I'm sorry, Funimation dub, but it's easy to go back to you know when you when when the other alternative of the scene is hey guys, look what's going oh look at Lord Frieza, hey Lord Frieza, you know, and it's like it sounds fucking retarded, <laughs> you know, like it misses all of it, like and 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 uh, again, I'm the last person to like throw stones, you know. I mean, if you've listened to any of the other episodes, I'm the last person to throw stones. But this, I think, in this case, like the, the, the I, I'm yeah, I'm sorry, I'm 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 gonna be a total super weeb or whatever, because because the Japanese version of this is like a billion fucking times better than than the dub. Just you got to imagine, like you don't really think about it because you know they're a bunch of disposable grunts. But like, how fucking callous is that? That he just like he wants to destroy this planet so much, and he was the one who ordered all those guys out there that he doesn't even fucking care. He just tosses the death ball with all his men like in the way. Like that's so like evil. Like it's just like it's, well, it sounds silly to it, say, but, but like but, it's but, so like. But dismissive to him, too. To, like, yeah. to, him, to him, he's. I mean, there's a planet full of people that were supposedly gonna work for him, right? Like, I mean, the the to me, like, it it, it it what you're saying is true. But when you see it on the smaller level, like the 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 point where it becomes readily apparent is when what is it? Uh, uh, is I, I get him confused. The pink one's Zarbon or Dodoria? Dodoria, right? Is the pink yeah, one? Yeah, Dodoria. Yeah. Dodoria. So, like, when when Dodoria shows up, and and you know Bardock's late to the party or whatever, and and the thank you they get for you know exterminating you know planet meat or whatever the fuck it's called, right? Like, th- th- their thank you is now we're gonna kill you all. And he's like, dude, we've been doing such a good job. And he's like, well, you know. We- Got on Lord Freeze's bad side, so um, now we're gonna kill you, you know. And it's just that simple. I mean, that that kind of goes hand in hand with like Zardon doesn't want to get on Lord Freeze's bad side. Like he, him unfolding his arms, it's like, oh, right, never mind. Opening the fucking hatch, you know. Like I'm, I'm not gonna argue with you about this, you know. Yeah, it's just, you know, I don't know, there's there's a certain sense of, uh, weird to say, but, like, purity in, like, Frieza's, like, brand of evil, like, in this, like, like, like you can appreciate, it's probably why that it made him such a memorable villain in the first place, and, like, you know, it, it's, it's easy to forget when he's, it, like, rubbing elbows with Goku and Vegeta, like, in the, in present day, like, stuff. Well, and, and even, even to the degree where... You know, it got to the point where, you know, after they did Cell and Boo and all these movies, he's like a Halo jobber or whatever that like the kids and and Gohan beat up in the movies and stuff like that's that's not the same. You know what I mean? Like like that that was lost at that point. You know, the the you know, because all of these guys had to, you know, be escalated even more, you know, because it's like, oh. Toriyama was like, oh, that's it. I'm done. And they're like, no, you're not. And he's like, what? And it's like, gotta write another one and write another one and write another, you know, and that kind of thing. But it's like, at the time, like, Frieza was the end-all, be-all. You know, like, he was the biggest bad there was gonna be. And and that 
is readily apparent in this. I mean, you, you know, it, it's that idea of you, you, you know, if you're if you're wondering why everyone's so afraid of him, and then that, you know, even even the the end beat where it's like, you know, compared to the dub, yeah, the dub he gives a big speech and this and that, and like he's going to be a hero or something or whatever. But the funny part is, even in the the Japanese version, like he doesn't say too much, but he's still under the impression like somehow he's going to he's going to change these visions he's been having you know bardock like like he he even though he it, it's like it's like you know an episode of the twilight zone or something where dude you know gets these premonitions and is trying to fight it the whole time and like you know you know how most times in the twilight zone there's like a moment where it dawns on the dude like oh i'm in the fucking twilight zone and i'm fucked and it's like Bardock only has that moment, like, when he's dying, you know, like, like, it, it, it never sinks into him, I don't think, just because of, you know, I, I guess that's supposed to be the familial, you know, the genes, you know, like, like, Goku's so fucking thick-headed type character, you know, the whole, the whole, you know, I don't know, you know, however the Japanese view it, but, you know, they always talk about how Goku's like this country bumpkin, and I guess I'm applying the you know, the thick headedness, the, the, the stubborn go get them all, you know, type attitude he has, but you see it in Bardock where it's like, he just wants to go out. He just wants to rough house. And in, in some sense you're like, well, yeah, the Saiyans are just as callous as Frieza is on a different scale. Right. And then, you know, as Bardock continues on, he's like, well, I don't, want my planet to die and all this other stuff but i mean it's it's almost like he thinks somehow he's gonna you know zap frieza and that's gonna be the end of it and when that big fucking ball gets created with his finger is you know it's like this little index finger and the, the 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 blast gets absorbed into the giant ball you're just like oh fuck you know like like you know, it's 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 kind of like it's all over with, you know, and and that's what that guy on the planet's been promising this whole time, like that he's been cursed, like he's going to see the end of his race, like all this other kind of stuff. And, and that sort of brings that to fruition. But yeah, I mean, that's a, you know, I mean, it, at least in the Bardock special and not when it's maligned by, you know, crappy dubs and all that other stuff like that's that's so, you know, a. a great scene especially like if you're trying to i guess inflate the 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 fan aura the ego the 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 if you're trying to impress someone with the scale of evil that frieza is like th this is this is one of those moments like this is this is something that puts him on the map right for for anybody who's seen this show it's it's funny you mentioned the Twilight Zone because I think when we talked about like Super Broly, I was mentioning how the Bardock special always had like a Twilight Zone quality to me that like the retelling like in Super Broly kind of lacked where, you know, in, in this special Bardock is like Jimmy Stewart or whatever, where he's like, you know, everyone, come on, like Fraser's going to destroy the planet. Like, <laughs> You gotta do something. Like, don't you remember? Don't you see? Like, like he's like, but, he's like, uh, there's a Frieza out there on that plane. There's yeah. a Frieza out there on, on the in the space. Uh, yeah, and I don't know. There's, it's just a layer of like dramatic, like 
tension that's stripped from it when you just kind of well also like super broly completely kind of changed bardock's character too where he he was like sort of a noble like self-sacrificing guy mm. where in in this like i think like when team four started their reviews of the movies like they kind of said like you know bardock isn't a good guy he's he just happens to be the main character like he doesn't give a shit yeah. about his son he doesn't give a shit about like he the only thing he wants is to you know prevent you know avenge his comrades and then prevent his planet from being destroyed and that means killing frieza he do, he doesn't like have any aspirations to be a better person or yeah like... yeah well see that that's the thing i think i think if you took bardock at face value like let, let's say he was more powerful than frieza and he went super saiyan and 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 blasted frieza and killed him right like they weren't going to all of a sudden stop ransacking planets. They were going to go right back. He was going to get like if Bardock had stopped, you know, Frieza, he, he was just going to go get another fucking crew and, and, and keep pillaging and ransacking planets. And maybe at some point, you know, Vegeta or King Vegeta would have tried to have him killed and there would have been some inner squabbles or something like that. But th th they weren't going to be like, you know, I don't know, the Z fighters and, and, and heroically save people from fucking cell or boo or anything like that. Wasn't going to go down. That's probably why like Bardock is like a fascinating character just cause he's not like a hero. He just someone, I mean, there's still a level of convenience and like coincidence that it just happens to be like Goku's dad, who is the one who like, you know, stands up for whatever their their survival in the end. But I mean, you know, you got to have some kind of level of dramatic like coincidence or convenience for it to, you know, you got to have yeah, you, you know to, to have it resonate. Yeah, Uncle Uncle Ben's killer has to find the one house in Forest Hills to shoot Uncle Ben. Like, like coincidentally, like I mean, otherwise there's no drama. So, or or it's just the space carjacking. Exactly. Yeah. But uh, the one thing that always kind of niggles at me, like bothers me about this special is the line when Bardock's in the healing tank and they say like, oh, like he's getting powerful, like uh, he, his power level should be around like 10,000 now. And like I know power levels are mostly bullshit. Like, I mean, you can't like for the most part, you they're not that reliable. But in comparison, like Nappa was said to have a power level of 4,000, but he's not, he's an elite and Bardock's a low class guy and he has a power level of almost twice Nappa. And I mean, you, I guess you could say that Nappa maybe was from a royal bloodline or something. Like he's the prince's bodyguard or whatever. So he's an elite, even though he's weaker. But I don't know. Like that just, that, the, that like, didn't seem right to me like 10,000 seems a little high I mean his Bardock's power level is literally over 9,000 like so I mean and you know <laughs> Vegeta and Nappa were like shitting their pants over that like on earth so but they like now they're like oh yeah he's 10,000 he's still a low class guy though you know what's funny is power levels they are bullshit but people still take it seriously I know because my brother does and I saw him a while back, and he asked me two questions. He was like, uh, what did he ask? He was like, what do you think uh, Ultra Instinct Goku's power level is? And then he was like, talking about Broly and Super. 
he was like, what do you think Broly's power level is? And I was just like, man, none of that stuff matters anymore. I was like, when's the last time they even mentioned power levels? He was like, yeah, but what do you think it is? I was just like, man, forget it. A million, billion, thousand, hundred million now? Yeah, I don't know. The, literally, the last time that like power levels meant anything was like in the Frieza saga. Like, because... You know, that was the I remember there was the one episode where Frieza transformed to his second form and he was like, you know, my power level is over one million in this. And, you know, that that was a huge leap. Like, I think that the last time they read something, they said Goku was like at like one hundred and eighty thousand fighting Ginyu. So like if you were like, holy shit, like one million, like, OK, well, now we see why this guy is so overwhelmingly strong. But, like, after that, it just kind of stopped. Everyone kept powering up, like, repeatedly, and it just stopped mm-hmm. mattering. Unless you were on the internet and you wanted to argue about it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm I, sure may, you... I may have done so at the, in the past at some point. <laughs> it, like, yeah, like, I don't know. It never made sense to me because, like, they, they had, like, like some, like, uh, like Dragon Ball guidebook in Japan had an official listing of all power levels up through the Frieza saga. And like, like some of them like didn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Like, like, like I said, Nappa, it said was only like 4,000 and like in the same fight, Piccolo was like 3,500. And I was like, so Piccolo was only 500 points below Nappa, but he still couldn't do anything to Nappa. Like that doesn't, I don't know. That doesn't seem to make any sense, but, but yeah, I guess I, I, you're like, Oh, power levels are bullshit. Now let's have a discussion about them. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, see, that's the kind of thing I get like suckered into when my brother comes down. Like, usually when I see him, it's like we talk about Star Wars and like anything Dragon Ball because he's, you know, like I said on old podcasts, like he's the one who got me into Dragon Ball Z in the first place, and he still loves it to death. And you know, he's he's rewatching it. And at one point, I had um, twelve VHS tapes where I had taped. Uh, off Toonami, like when Reddit shows up, up to like when Trunks beats the androids and goes back to the future or whatever. Uh, like I had all that on VHS and kept it for years and years. And then finally I just gave it to him and he was like so ecstatic. He was like, Oh, you're giving me these? He's like, You'd like treasured these for years. And I was like, I, dude, it's like 12 VHS tapes. I don't have room for this shit anymore. And then like the next time I talked to him, he was like, He's like, man, I'm on tape number six, and you know they're like they're about to beat Frieza, and like shit's going down. I'm like, yeah, I, I remember. <laughs> but um, yeah, he, whenever he comes down, we always get into talking about Dragon Ball Z minutia and power levels, and you know, what if this happened, and what if that, and blah blah. And, I mean, it's you know it's silly and ridiculous, but it's it's what you do when you're like a hardcore fan about something. It's like, man. There's no way Batman can be Captain America. That's bullshit. It's, it's one of those kind of things where it's like it's it's a ridiculous argument, but but it's still kind of fun to have anyway. Well, speaking of of shit that you have no room for, so I I watched this originally this morning on my official Funimation Blu-ray that has the 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 you know the Android special and the the Bardock or Future Trunks or whatever the fuck you want to call it but the so it's got Future Trunks and Bardock on the same Blu-ray disc and then I was thinking to myself oh this is one of those you know and again this is going to be me on my soapbox but I was like oh yeah this is one of those Funimation Blu-rays where they they 
forced it to be widescreen, but like it cuts Master Roshi's head off in the intro, you know, and things like that. Know. So I was like, oh, it's not, you know, it's not true widescreen or, you know, basically it should be a four by three, right? Like if you wanted to preserve the aspect ratio, but they, they kind of artificially make it 16 by nine and chop off a little of the bottom and a little of the top. And so I watched that and I was like, I think, did I trade away like those? And I looked and I'm sitting there going like, Oh, I still have the, the future trunks and the, the Bardock DVDs that have the four three ratio. So I, I think I plugged in the intro and went, Yep, there's there's Master Roshi's full head and all that kind of stuff. So but yeah, that's the, I guess that's my soapbox. I, I wanted those damn level one sets to keep going and they didn't. So God damn it, Funimation. <laughs> that sucks, yeah. Yeah. Oh well, maybe someday. You'll have to buy Dragon Ball like a fifth time or whatever. <laughs> like, I, I gave like, up on it's that. Like, like, it's like asswipe fan subs one, uh, VHS tapes of Dragon Ball two, uh, DVDs Ocean Group three, DVDs Funimation four, Orange Box set <laughs> five, uh, Blu-rays six, <laughs> Level one Blu-rays when, seven, Dragon Ball Kai eight. Like ah! yeah, so when the, those, anyway. that Blu-ray like complete series set like went on clearance on amazon for like 40 bucks oh, yeah i, 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 bought, I just yeah. got that yeah, yeah and I, I bought, i'm like i, I don't i don't too i'm gonna have to live with the cutoff master roshi head yeah i guess so. so i mean i i, I bought it because it went on sale too so i'm like i it, you know it's scary i probably bought uh dragon ball more times than i bought the star wars trilogy at this point so Derek, like you didn't know it, but like all those scenes of Goku crying, like if you just panned over a couple like feet, you'd see yeah, Broly. Yeah. Broly was there. Broly was yeah. there. Broly was like motherfucker. Broly was like holding his toe, like ah <laughs> Another another power level argument. Right? <laughs> in, well, in, in the abridged like version of this movie, like they like Bardock's like goes to check on his son, and he's like, "All right, kid, let's see what kind of power level you got." And he's like, 10,000! Oh man, that's the my boy. Oh, oh damn it, it's the kid right next to him. And his yeah, but I mean, I, I really, this is, like, I think I might have said this is my favorite, like, Dragon Ball thing, like, ever, like, maybe, like, all together, like, and I, I certainly hold it in really high regard, and that, that only go, obviously, that only goes for the Japanese version of the special, like, we've said, you know, the English version is just, it they, it was made in a time where they, uh, you know, weren't so keen on being, a hundred percent faithful or you know good acting or you know just <laughs> any kind of subtlety and like you know like we said like adding dialogue to silent scenes and changing characters up for no good re or maybe you know not no good reason but just to make them more sympathetic i don't know because i guess they figured american audiences would like not be able to grasp like a, the complexity of a character just not having a like arc almost like Mike here's all you got to say about that kind of thinking Krillin in the house Krillin in the house <laughs> what god I really hate that Dragon Ball 
Sí. <laughs> I forgot. Like I added when I started to watch this again. Like I switched over to the dub track when like Head Chala came on. And I, I had forgotten, and I showed you guys last week. I had forgotten about that terrible, terrible dubstep techno like opening they music they put over like the opening yeah i barely remember that but yeah i i still have the uh ocean group soundtrack like on cd somewhere like uh, Mm. this is an official release and it's like i think track one is you know rock the dragon like i've got that somewhere i like i remember see this is what talking about like you know he uh this Bardock special reminds me of it reminds me of like early days of like looking at like early websites and trying to buy like Dragon Ball Z t-shirts or action figures or or looking at websites and you're like man look at all the blood and stuff they edited out and looks like Vegeta's like flipping it off someone I'm like man we missed out on so much stuff like that's that's what this makes me like think of it's like those those early days of being a Dragon Ball Z fan yeah, hunting and, down uh, all those soundtracks and all that other stuff. And, uh, of course, yeah. there was no there was no balance either. Like it was either we got our super sanitized like Funimation version or the asswipe fan subs where it was like like Freeze is fucking they... going to fucking destroy the fucking planet and we've <laughs> that, got to do that's... some shit about it. You fucking yeah. assholes. That, that's what that's what made me almost nostalgic because I was like, oh, I bet you, I bet you in that you know you know that scene where where they say Baka and and I think. In in the official translation, it's translated into like unbelievable because the the one of Frieza's men is watching along with Nappa when Kid Vegeta is training against the Cybermen, and the, it's like they go you know or whatever, and it's translated as like unbelievable, like it's it's unbelievable that he's that a kid that small has that level of power and everything and then i think napa goes well what's so unbelievable about it he's the prince of all saiyans or whatever and it's like you know or whatever but i was like most times when when that's said in like an ass wipe thing i was like oh i bet you the dialogue in that is like that's such bullshit that little kid can (laughs) beat up all those guys and napa's probably like that ain't bullshit he's the fucking prince of all science you know or whatever it says (laughs) you know so i was i was making myself laugh when i was listening to to the japanese language and and reading the dialogue and i'm all oh that's so tame compared to the asswipe fan subs it almost makes me wish i still had like an asswipe fan sub to compare it to i still got my uh fan sub of movie five and six somewhere it's not it's not like a total ass wipe like there's some ass wipiness to it but it's not like it's not like what mike's saying where it's like if you constantly and stuff but it, it was actually pretty decent but um i've got it in storage somewhere i should i should break it out like if if we ever talk about movies five and six i'll have to break it out <laughs> oh i know like when the the uh, subtitles for the like the official release you know when like bardock snaps at all the got the saiyans in the bar and he's like you i think the subtitles say you miserable jackasses or uh-huh. something like yeah I, i'm sure like you know some yeah. ass white fan subs are probably like you fucking fuckheads or, you, you fucking, fucking shit bunch of fucking ass wipes <laughs> <laughs> frodo you fucker you know that's like what <laughs> Also, can Saiyans breathe in space? 
no. <laughs> I guess it's just, you know, you can you can kind of fudge it and say that was just like the upper atmosphere or something. You know, Bardock flies all the way up there. But know what, know what I also really like? Like the end, the very ending, like, you know, with Goku, you know, and Grandpa Gohan. Oh, and right, it, like, right, right. like the end credits, like it's a really like touching, like nice song. But like the end credits are like they overlay all these like scenes like from Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z. And it's kind of like, like, look, like, look at all the awesome shit like Goku will like go on to do like because mm-hmm. of, you know, he, he like landed on Earth. And like, I, I don't know. I just think that's like really thematically like like. You know, like all the visions Bardock was having were all like to him, at least like mysterious and ominous and stuff. But like with, you know, in the end credits, it's like, hey, no, like Goku's going to be like this awesome dude who does all this like awesome heroic stuff. And it's like, you know, it's going to be great. Like, so I I really like the end credits. Yeah, I mean, I I think I think that's a trope that they do in a lot of the movies, but I think it, it fits extremely well with with the theme and the, the this one because of that that it is essentially a prequel and then and then you have all I mean that that's one of those things that's like an advantage of this where it's like they actually used you know the 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 canon the manga the anime you know like and they knew where it was going and they wrote this to to match that you know like I mean there, there's something to be said for that you know it's like I I, I don't know I mean yeah you can sit here and pick holes in you know the upper atmosphere or breathing or whatever but i mean i i don't feel like i can pick a bunch of holes in just terms of you know it when when they cut to goku it's goku in the namek saga you know what i mean like when they when they 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 try to line up with the the quote-unquote you know modern story you know it it sinks you know and i was like i i don't think i ever had a moment where i was like oh that's bullshit you know that doesn't match or that doesn't make any sense or you know goku would never what you know fill in the blank you know like i i never had one of those where it's like it doesn't it doesn't gel together you know i i feel like this this does gel well and then like you said those end credits i mean it it just sort of accentuates like hey it, not only are you going down memory lane and going hey remember when you watched dragon ball and the namek saga and all this stuff but in addition to that you're like well literally this is this is picking up from where the movie ends and giving you the the happy cliff notes of of how this all works out so even though this is a incredibly presumably depressing and 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 in some ways a very subtle commentary on you know the the bleakest aspects of say you know humanity which we're viewing through the lens of of the Saiyans and Frieza and all these you know fantastical characters but then you know if 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 you sort of ended on you know say say if you had ended it on Vegeta just being like oh yeah I killed all these fucks and I don't care about the fucking planet that blew up that was mine like then that would be incredibly dour and depressing but then to turn around and go look Here's Goku. He finds his grandpa. The grandpa loves him and is going to take care of him. It's actually going to turn his entire life around. And I was like, well, lucky for us, he got hit by that fucking tree branch, too, and didn't try to murder grandpa. But anyway, you know, it's good, right? It's a happy ending. And then you you see all those credits and then you kind of go, oh, well, you're not left with such a it, it's not like the end of Planet of the Apes where it's just, you know, the 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 you know, God damn it, you blew it all up. And then you just hear the the waves crashing in and out and that's it right like it's 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 not one of these bleak 70s 
like fuck you this is a depressing ending it it, it actually kind of tries to do a an, an uphill turn like right at the end there too anything else like I, I think i pretty much said what i needed to say like i i i, I really like this movie and uh it, it, i i i i hadn't rewatched it in a long time either so like i was glad to yeah i had a good time revisiting it yeah same here Nanda. So, Derek, if you would be so kind as to do your usual spiel. Um, if you monkeys have any questions or concerns, <laughs> uh, you can email us at fanholspodcast at gmail.com. We are on the backlog of Big in Japan's episodes can be found over on fanholspodcast.blogspot.com. In addition to Big in Japan, we've got all other kinds of shows on the network, so check those out. We are on all kinds of social media. We're on Tumblr, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We appreciate all the likes, hearts, shares, and retweets that we get. We are on Apple Podcasts. We can be streamed on Stitcher Radio, Google Play, and Spotify. And this is Justin signing off. Ooh, wah! This is Derek, Derek WC. <laughs> signing off. <laughs> That's pretty good. And this is Kid Vegeta signing off. Give me a Give me fucking a planet. <laughs> Give me a planet. <laughs> Nappa broke my Game Boy. <laughs> my Game Gear's all fucked up. Cheetos. <laughs> Space Cheetos. <laughs> Space Cheetos. <laughs> <laughs>
That's why they attacked that planet at the end. That's why uh, Vegeta killed all those guys. He's like, this is the planet they make the space Cheetos, isn't it? They were like, there's only one bag left. And then like it just cuts <laughs> to Vegeta with a big circle of corpses around him eating the space. Oh. Yeah, what is up with like the weird planet names in this? It's like Planet Me, Planet Kansas, and something else. I'm like, what's okay? I mean, I, I assume that's part of the gag, right? Like the the rice and the panties and the whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I bet you it's all like names of. Uh, they're all, they're all and... name gags, yeah. yeah. Planet Vegeta's name before it was conquered was like Planet Plant, I think. Mm. Planet Meat, Planet Plant, Planet Fruit. Planet uh, Wood. I don't what know. Was the, what was the thing with the premonitions? It was K. I wonder if that meant something. Planet Kanasa. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, it must mean something. It's like it's like what if it was like we're going to Planet Cannoli and we're gonna get some <laughs> beat up some guys. Your next assignment is to conquer Planet Whoopee Cushion. <laughs> <laughs> what? I guess so. Oh, so whatever you say, Lord Frieza. Oh, of course. Oh, huh. to Planet Terra Masu. Oh, <laughs> I know Derek wants to conquer Planet Hong Kong Karaoke Slot. <laughs> <laughs> making sure so i don't go completely insane do i sound like super faint or whatever or anything stupid nope you do not okay. sound stupid all right <laughs> for, once. Oh. for once for <laughs> once oh. <laughs> oh i can't do the freezer laugh <laughs>